Welcome back, everybody. Episode 22 of the RT Machine podcast here on this lovely Friday. Um, let's go around and tell you who's in the room as a, another part of our Getting to Know the Crew series. Uh, to my left. Uh, John Bradford. I do uh, the Oliver Parts with Straight to Plane Machine. Uh, Nate Bogart. I'm a service tech on the road. Been on the show before. Yep. Ron's here. Dean's here. Cool. Yeah, this will be my first time. Yep. So who are you? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> well, uh, right now I do all of the straight-to-plane machine stuff. So that's uh, all the uh, all of our machinery, um, like day-to-day operations for it. All the organization, selling stuff, answering phones, uh, maintaining our inventory, whatnot. What's your uh, background? Storied. Uh <laughs> I was a jail guard, police officer, framed houses, and then uh, I grew up with uh, Derek. And That's Derek Crailing, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I started working remotely doing, uh, like, inside sales for parts. And, You're uh, in Pittsburgh, I think. Right? Yeah, like Greensburg area. It's okay. like 45 minutes outside of uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then... Uh, he called me one morning and was like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. Uh, do you want to run it? I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. When we were buying Stratoplane? Yeah, when it was in, like in the discussion. And uh, eventually he was like, well, you'd have to move here because you can't really do this all remotely. And uh, Ashley got up for work. She was working at 911 at the time. I was like a call taker. And I was like, hey you want to move to Williamsport? <laughs> She's like, I need coffee first. Let's talk about this later. So it was like first thing when she woke up. And it's a mild, uh, mild reaction for yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we talked about it a little bit later, and she was like, yeah, like I've kind of always wanted to get out of my hometown. And uh, we moved oh, out here. She was from there? Yeah, she was originally from. I'm originally from Harrisburg, right, so it's right. not far from here. Right. And... Um, yeah, moved out here about a couple months later. I think it was like January 6th. To lovely Hughesville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, Williamsport. Yeah, oh, you live yeah Williamsport. I live it right in Williamsport there. Okay. Um, I went to Lyco uh, right there. So uh, you know it all. Yep, familiar with the area, how to get back uh, back home and everything. I did the drive down 15 a lot. And uh, kind of just been learning as I go because I was kind of new to the machinery game. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, in my mind, a saw was a saw, but now I know, so I know things. different variations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that and just kind of learning, like when I was just doing parts here, uh, before we actually brought everything from Grand Rapids out here to Hughesville, I was just kind of getting to know machines, mm-hmm. um, kind of doing it remotely when I was doing like doing parts and stuff it always helped if someone like walked me through it hey here's a sensor that i need well what's the sensor do what's it on kind of deal uh learned a lot learned a lot really quick um so it was i'm still learning you seem to take into the oliver stuff really really fast for whatever reason i have a good mind for part numbers (laughs) yeah i don't have to call rich very often anymore I no. can actually ask John questions and he knows the answers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, it helps when we get machines in. So like all the straight up planes, all the double-sided surfacers, those I know pretty well. One, Nate's here to walk me through stuff if I have questions. Right. And two, I can just go walk down the shop and look at the machine. Look at the machine. Mm-hmm. Kind of not just look at a print because, I mean, we have prints from 1906 to 99, something like that. Um, we took everything, right? We got it all. Yep. Anything that Rich had, we took. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, from patterns uh, to castings he already had made that need machined. Uh, all the prints, old parts lists, documentation. Like, uh, I mean, I can look up the original sales receipts yeah, for each of the, machi- the machines. Which So, like, if you would call and say, hey, I have this machine. Here's the serial number. I need this part. It's on this section of the machine. And everyone kind of calls 
all the parts, whatever they want to call them. Yeah, right. They make uh, up their own. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, it's <clears throat> it's the X, Y, or Z on this, and uh, it's on like the front of the machine. Okay, I'll pull that sales receipt out, which will tell me kind of like the age. Of, it'll tell me the age of the machine, who bought it, sometimes how much it was when back way back when, uh, which. Uh, is staggering to yeah. <laughs> yeah. the price it would be now. Every uh, once in a while, I look it up and I'm like, Jesus. It's always really interesting to look at. Uh, yeah, for sure. And um, from there, kind of just uh, find the parts list, and then you got to pull the parts list out. And it's multiple sheets of paper that you have one like master. It's like the machine summary. Then you find the section of the machine you are trying to find a part on which is not always the easiest thing hmm. and then you pull that list out and then you go through and it helps if you know the machine a little bit um to find the part because it's just like i don't know hex bolt hmm. okay how many of those are yeah, on the machine you know? right and uh from there it's it kind of tells you like what it's used with so it'll list another part number which is typically on the same list and kind of have to parse it out from there. So sometimes it's a mm. it's a work in progress as you go through it. And, and each to, machine has that. Each every machine they made, it's almost the same process. Sometimes I wondered why it took him so long to find parts, and then I knew why. <laughs> <laughs> then he was up there a couple times with me looking for stuff. Huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember then, when Rich initially walked us through the process. I'm like, good lord, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You find out from this drawer, you figure out where you need to look in that drawer. <laughs> yeah. And then, That's exactly what it was. And then if you need to, so if it's like a, an old style 170, which is their 36-inch double-sided surfacer, the old style and the new style are com almost completely different. They have the same typical layout of a planer, but they're, the parts are almost all different. Hmm. The castings are totally different. Yeah, and then, like, if I need a chip breaker on a newer, new style 170, well, how old is it? Because they change the style, like the design of the part throughout the, to make it one. Even make, in the new style, it's yep. been changed. Yeah. So, I think the original part number for the uh, chip breaker on a new style 170 is like a 2070 520. Well, the part number for it now is 0585. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you have to like, so I pull find that part number. It's that original one. And then I go to find a print. And on the print, it'll say superseded by. Go pull another print. Sometimes it says superseded by. And then you go find print. another print. Wow. And you're like, man, I got it now. And then sometimes you run into not interchangeables. So mm. <laughs> it's uh, it, it takes a lot longer than people would think or realize, mainly because it's not all digitized. All right. So I got to put my hands on an actual yeah. physical copy of a parts list, right. of a print. You're not just sitting there clicking a mouse. No, not not all the time. He Rich scanned in a bunch of stuff. Um, he for the drawing them too. He would. He would. Um, when he got bored. Yeah, he would. <laughs> he would redraw some stuff. Maybe um, CAD. Yeah, like an AutoCAD. Oh, okay. So like I have digital drawings for the newer stuff, uh, but most of it I just tend to pull out the original prints. I've been scanning them in as I go, so I don't never have to pull that print again. Uh, and then like I've been scanning in like cross sections of machines for manuals and. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of that done. Uh, I've just been redoing it because some of them were like copies of copies, so they get a little faded and sure. over time. And each time you scan it, it's not as good. So that's right. It's a lot of uh, a lot of work, and then not even to not talk about like the organization of the parts and maintaining stock and inventory and stuff like that. There's, oftentimes, I come in here and there's a lot that I'm doing interchangeably are we still buying a lot of parts from his same resources out in michigan or there are some i mean we just bought we just uh re re-upped our uh, inventory of the cushions for the sectional rolls on uh, a lot of the planers and those i went to his whoever he had listed i think it was like monroe seals okay uh because they had all they already had like done them semi recently i think it was like in the i don't know 2010 was the last time they were made or something like that oh wow and uh 
they still had all the tooling and they had a print already so they could quote it fast. Right, right. So, uh, I mean, they just came in. They did a great job. They look exactly like the ones we had. Um, but um, I find a lot of new vendors for things because there's, there's a lot of companies that aren't around anymore from yeah. 1975. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some people can get it done faster than others. Yeah. Yep. Well, if we get it done locally, we save that freight to bring yeah. parts. Well, that too. We're um, doing some stuff ourselves in the machines. A lot of the machining, um, there are some stuff that is just easier for someone else to do. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the, so a lot of the, the price and the problem I have is quantity. A lot of these parts aren't going to sit on our shelf for a little bit. So like I have to weigh how much I'm getting versus how long you're going to how long I'm going to sit on it and then obviously if you're making 200 pieces of a part they're cheaper per part cuz your setup cost is spread over all of them correct but uh oftentimes I'm not buying 200 pieces <laughs> yeah, of a part it, I'm buying 5 or 10 it, yeah exactly and yeah. that a lot I mean we just made oh, I forget what we made but I made 10 pieces of it I think it was like a spring for a lathe uh, for like a 159 or a 2159 lathe. And I made 25 of them because that brought my price point into a pretty decent number. I'll probably never make them again. Mm-hmm. You know. Got enough for the rest of the... Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> to the um, end of time. They will get used eventually. Someone will buy them. They will need it. It's an integral part of like the speed feed change. Mm. And, uh, but I'll sit on them for a little bit. Right. <laughs> so... T- talking about the price differences, this this one's not even that old, but the, the last straight plane that we sold, it was built in 1983, originally sold to the Navy, mm-hmm. and actually went to Hawaii. Do you know that? I don't know if I knew Hawaii. I got that from, I don't remember Hawaii, but I knew it What's was the, the Navy. serial number? Is that the 666 That's, number? Yeah. Yeah, 2666. Yeah, four sixes. <laughs> <laughs> four sixes. Just, just to make it sorry. not satanic, there's another six. <laughs> yeah, that one was 104,000, which is actually pretty yeah. expensive for one yeah. of those things back then. That one was a fancy one, I think. Was it? Yeah, I think it had a bunch of different like upgrades on it. And fourteen inch capacity. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. That's right. yeah, uh, that one raises an extra two inches. Yeah, but we. Yeah, but this one. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's sitting right out. Yeah, there. yeah, one that one. The one that's twenty feet from us right they now. They also, yeah. I think there was a conveyor in feed on that okay. one. Okay. Yeah, we we sold it for in the one forty range, rebuilt. It's going to Canada actually, but yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> Oftentimes, when we sell them rebuilt, they're more than double the price that they were sold new back in the day. Yeah, but if you look up what 104 was then yeah, versus right. now, it's like saying my Trans Am was 3,500 bucks when it was sold. New. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, uh, it's it's so fun to look at the old the, the birth certificates you call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what those are up on our website now. Uh, we got the website back up and running. Uh, not as many things are on it right now. Yeah, talk about that fun. Uh, so our software that we were using um, that was linked to the website. Stratoplane.com. They, they, uh, the software, so like my inventory software was linked to it, and then it would just kind of automatic, automatically uh, take some things off when someone would buy it online, and they would communicate with each other. Well, that company said, we're not doing it anymore. You have to go to like uh, our another software version which didn't communicate with the website so we had to take everything off the website get the new software put all of our inventory onto that software correct a bunch of things because uh not all the information transferred over uh Mm. when we started using the new software prices uh descriptions um i'm kind of anal about how they're like labeled, so I have to label it a certain way in there or else it bothers me. Uh, <laughs> um, so we had to delete everything off the website and then figure out how to make them communicate. And then eventually they started communicating and eventually we got everything up and running. So right now it's just the commonly sold uh, parts that you would get online. So yeah. a lot of people know the carbide for their... Uh, like two not model two ninety nine and and the straight of planes, they're different. It's just a little locator pin, but uh, 
those we sold a lot of online because people know what it is. They know how many they need. They just order it and it comes to me. <coughs> but uh, we're slowly getting more and more on to the website. Um, so we have to like upload it, link it. Then I have to go in there and kind of put a description in. Hey, it's used on these machines so people know, kind of know what they're buying. Um, get a picture on there. Then you have to link the weights and measurements for shipping and then you got to make the shipping communicate with everything and there's it's a lot more involved than i thought it was <laughs> yeah it sucks because you're doing it for the second time because you, you put a shitload of work in up front yeah, we, oh yeah we did not really inherit a website from rich rich had a website <laughs> um but it was uh i, I think, think it was I've, dos based what's that? <laughs> yeah what's that <laughs> i don't even know what that is uh, but he had like some he had some pictures up and I don't think you could actually buy anything. No, I don't website. think it was more like a reference tool mm -hmm. for when people called in. But we wanted, uh, I mean, our generation doesn't like to talk to people on the phone. Yeah. And if they can just buy it online without talking to anybody, they would rather do that than, than talk to somebody. So um, at least that was like how Derek kind of looked at it. And it makes sense to me. Um, so if I can order something online without calling somebody, I do. Um that and you can kind of get pictures up on stuff and people yeah. can look at it and use it as a tool um well some people call in and say hey is this the part that i need uh yeah but at least you had a you know a reference yeah and um, so like it was doing it was kind of took a while to take off the website when we originally did it because one people got to figure out what your new name is and um are you like is is this website legit is yeah. it trustworthy i'm someone going to steal all my information off of it and stuff like that uh and then it's just started rolling people were using it buying stuff off of it which was nice because it takes me talking to someone off uh on the phone frees up my time um so like it was it was doing real well and then we ran into that kind of snafu with the with the software hmm. but we're getting there i know brie had a lot of lot of time and she um, takes pictures of everything, uploads them, yeah. makes them communicate, and then I just kind of come in and add some descriptions and change the way the, uh, some stuff is laid out. And I kind of know what these parts are, and she's just like, oh, this is a metal part. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but she's been real helpful with that. Um, uh, there wouldn't be a website without her, so I know that I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> So, how are most people finding you through the old Oliver phone number, or well, they're googling it, or what? Yep, uh, people will call. Typically, if they don't know about us already or knew about Rich, uh, they just bought a new Oliver, like a a new to them Oliver machine. Right. Well, where can I get parts for this? They'll Google it, and they'll see that Oliver machinery is still around. And Except it's the that is the yeah that is the new Oliver machine. Right, right. Uh, I see we get quite we were getting quite a few referred from them. Yeah, they. Um, I talked to them, um, and well, they would refer people to Rich all the time, and then they just started referring people to me or right. to Ashley, and then Ashley gives me the phone call. Right. Um, and then uh, so a lot of it comes from like that kind of thing. Um, now that our website's up and running. Um, People will be able to Google us or straight a plane or Oliver Part. I believe it comes up in the description of the website or something like that. And uh, all our stuff's there. And then we kept Rich's phone number uh, for Eagle Machinery. Right. Um, just so many people knew it already. I mean, hell, he was doing it for over 40 years. So right. uh, a lot of people have that number. So we kept that number. Yeah. Yeah, so, people ask me all the time, whatever happened to Rich? I said, oh, he's still around. Uh, he's he's retired. Uh I'm not really sure how the whole thing about us acquiring it came out or like to be. I know we were redoing a couple of machines. Yeah, I think so. We were buying. I don't know who was buying parts at the I, time. I called him to ask him for parts. He's like, why don't you guys just buy everything? Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> so it started yeah, out as like a joke. literally like, basically how it we were his biggest customer. Yeah, the most organic buying. acquisition ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's and like, then, why, don't, why don't you guys just buy me out? I can retire. I'm like. I think, Seriously? I think Derek and I were up there like the next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, uh, the first I heard about it was when Derek called and asked me to run it and, hey, you'll have to move. So 
Um, but uh, it's been a wild ride. Yeah. Learned a lot. I really enjoy it, though. That's good. Um, I know you've doubled his sales, right? Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of it helps from you guys doing reconditions and right. getting machines and stuff like that for the service company. But, yeah, it seems like we're doing more volume of sales. Um, and it, it helps that we have a service company that goes out and works on them, too. Yeah. Yeah, which he didn't have any of that. I think he did at one point. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I know they were. He was building machines. Yeah, I think Rich would go out on service calls sometimes, mostly with people that he knew. I think, or they were like semi-local to the. Mm -hmm. I'm. I mean, it's Michigan. It's a Michigan-based company, right? At least when it was around. So I imagine they have the most there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to say. But yeah. Which we hope to have Rich on the podcast one of these days. Yeah, he was he, supposed to be in before. Yeah, he was supposed to come out, but he uh, had a medical thing come up, and uh, he gave me a call a couple of days, like I think a day or two before he was supposed to come out, because he was going to come help us with, uh, we got all the fixtures to machine, all the castings and parts like that. And with modern machining, you don't need all that fixturing anymore, so... We were going to get rid of some because we got about, I don't know, like quite literally six tons of fixtures sitting in crates, mm -hmm. uh, taking up space. And uh, none of them are light. None of, even the small ones are heavy. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I started going through some of those and getting rid of what I can and holding on to the ones that I think are useful or important. So. So he was going to help you with that, determining what... Yeah, he, like, I mean, he still, I mean, every once in a while I'll run into something and I'll call him, hey, I don't know which way's up. And the amount of information that he still remembers. <laughs> hey, go to this book, it should be next to this, uh, and sometimes he'll rattle a number off. Wow. And it'll be right. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's like our Joe Rogers, you know. They're just yeah. an encyclopedia of mm -hmm. knowledge yep. that's useless to most people. Right. Super helpful <laughs> yeah. around here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you pull the the uh, patterns out of that attic at the storage unit? Was that your deal or? Uh, no, um, that was up in like I think it's like an hour and a half north in yeah. White Cloud. Yeah. Zach have to, was that Zach? Yeah. Zach. Oh. Andy went out once. Okay. Um, Zach Little was out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was Zach. Um, bitching to me about that. I pulled Got the forklift stuck three or four times in this. Everything sand up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> paved at all. Yeah. I think we ended up taking what's that that little front end that little uh, bobcat yeah skid loader yeah. out. And that made a big difference because we made some forks for the front of that. Uh, but, yeah, there was a lot of that. That bobcat pulled a couple forklifts out from being stuck. <laughs> um, yeah. their, their, their family owned a storage unit up, still owns a storage unit up there. And that's where the, the stuff was that he didn't have to access that often because Rich didn't have very much space in the, no. in the GR look. That building probably raised a, a solid foot <laughs> yeah. when we took everything <laughs> exactly. out, of the, out of their uh, – what is that? Coopersville, just yeah. outside of Grand Rapids. I yeah. did a lot of the inventorying of that. Mm -hmm. And then when I went up there for, I think I went up there a total of two weeks. Um, one week to learn how to look stuff up, at least briefly, and then another to go actually inventory stuff. Um, mm. And then we loaded up a bunch of things while I was there. Um, turned into building boxes, all the straight up plane. Uh, crates that we have. You I built, built all those. I built every single one of oh, those yeah. up there. Oh, yeah. I didn't uh, know that. Yep. So it was a. It's quite a process to move the amount of stuff. I don't even know how many tractor trailer full. Yeah, I and, don't know. And like we had our little like the, it was the rigging trailer that was filled with pallets and we kind of just were shoving shoving stuff into wherever it would fit and go and yeah. Um, yeah, I moved it a, all. I spent a week with Derek up there, just loading flatbeds. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we would those boxes are that you're talking about are I don't know a couple feet high, and we'd stack them up as high as the driver would let us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. yeah. And I mean, they turned out to be the best way to do it is build on the boxes. But um, the amount of stuff he had was just staggering. Yeah, and we moved it. In the winter in Grand Rapids, <laughs> you know, lake effect snow flying through. <laughs> it wasn't too bad when I was up there. No, it was, it was bad when I was there. The parking <laughs> lot was an ice rink. It is not flat. 
His his forklift is not great. <laughs> I think we ended up bringing that one back, and I don't know what we did. He kept one. Yeah, and we took one. Yeah, we must. I think Derek sold it on like Facebook Marketplace, something, something. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we I do sold remember it to a that beer distributor. <laughs> really, <laughs> at least doing thing. the Lord's work. Yep. <laughs> 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 it's such an RT thing to do. <laughs> there you go. But. I mean, it's just he been... probably sold it for store credit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> a couple pallets of Miller Lite. Makes sense. Yeah. Hang it out back. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting to say the least. And then we just finally got all the patterns organized and put away. Um, I mean, he had a lot of inventory of parts already that we brought back, and then we had to find a place for those, and then we had to put them away. Then we had to inventory them. Um, I'm still organizing stuff to my liking rather than the way he had it. Uh, just his shelving was different than ours. So like there's some commonly sold things that are on the top of a shelf that I need a ladder to get to that yeah. I'm moving. And yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of the sales guys today asked us like, is, is Bradford, like, is that really a full-time job? Is he just sitting around, sitting around waiting for the phone to ring? It's like, no, he stays pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> there's not many days where I don't get a phone call um, and they last anywhere from five to ten minutes to an hour because sometimes people like to shoot the shit a little bit and they love their Oliver machines oh, man. don't they it's like yep. a cult yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you talk uh, to language uh, their parts and stuff yeah. they, they want to go nuts with you yeah. I mean sometimes I'm kind of um, being a bullshitter but uh, a lot of it that now more than ever, I am actually knowing what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, I mean, still there's, I mean, there's some of his customers that he had that are really good with like the two ninety nine planers. And I've called one of them once and asked them, a question. <laughs> you know, I'm not above trying to ask people that know more than me. Why for not? Yeah. You know, I'm uh, sure they love it too. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's one guy, I think he has like 21 Oliver machines. Wow. And he's, like restored them like museum quality restorations on these things mm. fresh paint original parts i think he has a machine shop too so anything that like i don't have in inventory he's like yeah i'll just make it because hmm. he has like a broken one or something and right. he just makes a new one he's chrome plated machines like <laughs> so i think he does some like hobby woodwork but most of his hobby is redoing the machine is that right yeah and to to what to sell them, use them, or just no? He keeps them all. Oh wow! Um, the one table saw he had, there was only like eight made, and it's got like special clamping mechanisms, and it's I mean the I made a, made the manual for that, and that took me a while. Hmm. Uh, running through all the different like because for a special machine, it has its own special parts list, and then it'll reference a drawing on it. That is like uh, for like the assembly drawing. Mm -hmm. So you got to go find all that to make a special manual oh, for I it. See. So yeah. that was pretty cool doing that one. I've done a lot of manuals for him. And you have to build the manual. It's not like you have one you make a copy of. You have to. Rich had some, a uh, some. He had a lot done. Um, but each machine has a manual for the different. Technically, a different like. So. Like the 170, like it started at 170 summary 30, and then it went to summary 60, 65, and then it just kept going up and up. So technically, there's a manual for each of those summaries. Mm. Sometimes they overlap very well, or they didn't change at all. Mm -hmm. But when the machine underwent some type of drastic change or design, there's a new manual. <laughs> so there's multiple manuals for the, the model of machine. Wow. And he had a lot of them done. So, like, the straight-of-plane ones, is I'm running off of riches. Like, mm -hmm. his were great. Uh, he had them all there. But sometimes he would only have one particular age of machine manual for an 88 table saw. Well, the 88 had, like, 10 different models. <laughs> so, and, I mean, mainly they redesigned, like, the guard cover on that. Yeah. So that's different throughout, like, the, all the ages. So, but, yeah, if it doesn't exist, I made it. Well, maybe p help people understand why we charge for them. It's not like <laughs> right. just running through a I copy mean, to, machine in two minutes. You well, know? what I started doing now is I literally, so 
Like, uh, like I think the most recent one I did was like for a 287 shaper. And I went through and literally pulled out every single assembly drawing. And then I, with my, that, my Apple phone, I did a, like a note scan mm -hmm. because there's no scanner that can get to the size of the, the bit, the okay. e size drawings that we have right. that are the, I don't know. They're almost like, I think they're like two by four or something yeah. like that. They're pretty big, maybe not that big, but, um, so I figured out that my phone does a pretty decent job of scanning them. So I scan them in and then I up like email them to myself from my phone Then I store them and then I edit them to make them because these drawings are really old and some of them are battered. Oh, um, so I've edited some of them, um, like just kind of cleaned them up a little bit. If the, like the, like the part numbers are, you can't read them because my scan just isn't good enough. I'll right. re-put them in with like a text. Okay. Hmm. So I started doing that for every manual that I make now. So I just, any 287 assembly drawing I have scanned in now. So to make the next one, it'll take me a fraction of the time. Mm -hmm. I think that took me a total of, oh, I don't know, maybe three hours spread mm -hmm. over three weeks. Yeah. Just because I have to drop it and go sell parts sometimes. Sure. Sure. organize or grab something or you know so everything is a process <laughs> at yeah. one sooner or later i'll have the majority of it done and it'll be easy yeah, <laughs> yeah. keep telling yourself that buddy yeah, yeah. it's, it's gonna, gonna take years i was gonna say it's gonna be a long time but <laughs> i'm getting better i'm getting my, i'm a lot more organized than when we started um just in terms of knowing where things are are understanding the machines, remembering part numbers, stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's, it's, I hear good things. So people are happy. I they hope know, so. They know where to get the parts. At <laughs> I'm trying. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody answers the phone and calls them back. You know. That's yeah. I, sometimes yeah. that is probably the one thing I struggle with the most because I'll be in the middle of something, and the way my mind works is that's what I'm doing. And if I get pulled off of that to do something else, I forget where I was or what I was doing. So um, sometimes I'm not great on the phones. Um, but uh, we've been, we have a cell phone now that I give to one of the gals upstairs. Uh, and then they'll at least answer it, take mm. a message, and then get it to me. Oh, so okay. we've been doing that. That's been working out a lot better. Um, but still, sometimes the, um, I'm, I'm one guy. So, right. so I'm trying to do 10 different things a day mm -hmm. uh, the phones kind of take a little backseat but um, we've been getting better at that uh, it's hard to sell parts if you don't talk to people so right <laughs> yeah. well and that's what that business is for so yeah so. no I, I guess we have the patterns that we could actually make a machine if we wanted to but uh. um, some of the like the body I think for like a 299 we can make a 299 I think we still have the the pattern for the frame on that mm-hmm and I, I imagine I mean, cost if you um, pour that casting it, and then you got to machine it. Yeah, you machined everything. One, you got to have a machine big enough, and if you don't, you got to find someone that does. Right. So, uh, but I mean, we have all the drawings. We could. Would be interesting to do it sometime. I mean, I if we were ever going to start with building a machine or manufacturing a machine, I would start with a lathe. Simple, easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're not all that complex until you get into the really, really big ones. But sure. uh, um, like the 159 or the 2159, I think that would be a solid starting point. But <laughs> yeah, well, I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> no, I mean, we all we all we've talked about it a lot and assume it's we might give it a shot someday. But, you know, we're busy enough as it is. And we got yeah, we got right. a bit of a space issue around here. So. Yeah, right. Space is always the issue. Oh, yeah, we've crazy around the here. amount of times that i've moved something to get it out of the way just to move it again and again and again <laughs> yeah i'm many, sure you guys are happy that i'm getting a little bit more organized yeah how many containers you have outside now uh there's well there's two filled with patterns which we ran into issue with that with uh condensation on the metal machine so we got dehumidifiers in there now and, oh, a, boy. and a heater to keep the de dehumidifiers running mm -hmm. uh, that just happened this week so uh we don't want those patterns going bad because a lot of those uh patterns that we still have are used um but uh now i'm on to the fixtures and all of the tooling that he had from however many years 
I mean, the amount of drill bits we have in this building. Mm -hmm. I don't think you ever threw any away. Well, a lot of them are specialty tooling for a particular right. part. But they weren't organized at all. He had them organized um, Did per, per part. It, in his that. head, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, some, which some, of the, some of the boxes that I found, uh, I think either you might have, they were the, the, like a Ziploc bag filled with different taps, mm. drills, and reamers. And those are per, for a particular part. Well, we're just going to separate them into taps and drills and put them all away. Um, and, uh, but there are some, there's some tooling that is like a special order tooling for like a special reamer for this particularly sized. Hole. Is that right? So there's, I mean, hell, I, I know what a number 18 Morse taper reamer looks like now and how big it is. Cause it's gigantic. <laughs> we have one. <laughs> so to buy one of those, uh, I imagine would be a pretty petty, yeah. uh, but we have one now. So hmm. um, there's a lot of tooling that is just like a lot of mandrels now that we have that are just, I mean, that was for like mass manufacturing. Uh, we're obviously not doing that. Um, so like we can kind of throw some stuff away right. uh, and that's, and then you got to hope that you're not throwing the important stuff away. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. Better just keep it all. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, now that, I mean, I'm actually going, I did a mill class uh, at Penn Tech. Um, so that's helping me learn what is needed and what isn't. So you're milling, like, like milling yeah, like metal. machining metal. Machining yeah. Metal, so, yeah. yeah. Derek asked me if I wanted to go. I said, yeah, I'll go. That's, that's interesting. And yeah. I actually have made a couple parts uh, here now. Okay. Which helps Jake out, Jake, our machinist. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's so inundated with stuff for the service company that he, I mean, t he's one guy too. So uh, he's in there getting machines uh, operational and machining parts while he's at it. So um, it helps if I can go do a onesie twosie thing on my own rather than have him take his time. That and I'm already paid for. <laughs> <laughs> so. And we have the machine that we make our own feed rolls, the, the serrated. Yeah, old. the hobber. Is that yep. what that's called? Yep. That hobber is old, really old. Uh, the company that make, made it is still around, but they only have a four-page manual on it. They don't know anything else about it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I tried. I called them. <laughs> wow. Um, that, is, the, is there a better way to make those, or is that the? I mean, there's. Newer hobbers. Okay. Uh, so same. Yeah, I mean, we, but we have all of the gears for the hobber. And it works. Uh, right? And it works. I mean, it's a little messy. Uh, gets oil everywhere. Um, but uh, does it does the trick. And we really only use that particular machine for those sectional rolls. So it's set up for it. Mm -hmm. And that's what's on it. Mm -hmm. um, for, like, other types of gears and stuff, there's other ways to do it. Um, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that there's a way there's to do it. There's another way so. to do it. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, that's good. Good information. Yeah. And uh, doing a good job with the company. So glad to have you on board. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long have you been with us? It's been what? Oh, when when did we move here? 20. You said 20. Janu January would be 22, right? I think we we purchased the company officially in October of 21. So I would have been here the January after that. So January of 22 is when we moved down here. Up here. That's it. Hmm. I feel like it was 21. January of 21? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I have my dates misconstrued. Yeah, that's that's, that's more likely. They all run all, together after a while. I don't know. It was short. Uh, if it was October of 21, then it was January of 22. When yeah, we got it feels longer here. than that. Does it does, uh, but I was working remotely for what a year, I think. Yeah, probably something like that. Hmm. So check the dates later. Doesn't really. Matter. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> In a short amount of time, I've learned a lot. You've learned a lot. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Hell, even other machines. Yeah. 
Uh, I know Nate does a lot with Newmans and any type of planer else, any other planer that there is, but a lot of it tends to be Newmans and Oliver. So yeah, that's our mainstay is those two machines. Yep. Yeah, there's what three of them out in the shop. Yeah, I was gonna right say right, right, you look out there right now. There's two Olivers and a Newman. It's become yep. a very integral part of the business for all three companies. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Nate was telling us uh, he's got a Newman planer that doesn't like being cold. Does not like working in the cold. I can't blame it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tend to agree, huh? Yeah, runs fine all summer long, no issues. As soon as it gets down freezing temperatures, doesn't feed. That's a, cannot figure out why. That's yeah, very odd. It, I I thought maybe that once it got cold, like the it would the metal would shrink a little bit and free it up and give a poor product, but it just does not feed, which is so weird. Hmm. And now, are they changing their oil in their gearbox for well, the temperature? It, the boards actually get stuck in the the feed and everything works. It's the board actually getting stuck. Oh, oh, the, oh so it's the, a product that has an issue with the cold. It could be, <laughs> but like, so they'll it feeds through and then stops in like right after it hits the cutter heads. Hmm. Like the pressure plates and everything are do not like the cold and they don't react well or something. I don't know. Going out Monday to try to fix it again wow so now this is not the first year it's been an issue no it's pretty much every year oh, okay yeah last <laughs> at least the last two or three that i can remember are they adding heat to it that they're all their he's problem? talking about putting uh well, they have heat in the building somewhat but there's two two massive overhead doors that are open all day long mm -hmm. and uh it's not a fully insulated building so they're putting a direct heat above the machine hopefully to hopefully figure this out she might get it to an insulated uh, room yeah i know Crazy. there's quite a few people that uh you've gone and helped uh with their planers that the planer actually sits outside yeah planers for some <laughs> reason are like hated they don't get to be inside they're, they're yeah. outside a no, lot of them no walls and yeah. california they didn't have any walls in their building yeah <laughs> well, it never rains at southern california yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the one auction sale I went to, it was it was like a whole molding shop, and it, it was just a just like a pole mm. barn, but no walls. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they do that out there. You can get away with that in Pennsylvania. No, you wouldn't want to be like that here. Get some of that blowing snow right through there in the wintertime. It would be fun. Yeah, they had to cover all their machines if it did rain because they would everything just would rust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were down to the uh, Harlan install. We've talked about that several times on the podcast. It's finally left here a couple weeks ago. And yeah. I guess you were down there for a week, you said. Two weeks ago I was down there for the week. Um, everything, as at that time, everything was installed in line, ready to go. They were just working through some program issues that they wanted, that customer wanted changed and um, waiting on some more stuff to come to finish scaffolding and a couple more pieces. And to tear their old machine out to be able to install the outfeed for the new machine because the building was right. slightly smaller than everyone realized. Yeah, uh, yeah you slightly, mentioned that. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah, I think it was there was like five feet that they needed and they Thought didn't have eight. the space. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Huh. Surprising. So they fun. had to shut the machine down. Actually, I think Zach and Alan were down last week over Thanksgiving tearing it out because they didn't. They were elected to not have to be home for Thanksgiving, so they, hmm. they tore it out over the holiday. Hmm. Which kind of helped and didn't kind of I mean, gave us yeah, a little bit customer, more time to. You know, customers yeah. probably down too. At that yeah, time. they were they were shut down. Yeah. So yeah, I guess yeah. I, I imagine they were appreciative of that. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, they don't have to waste a couple more days of regular time, run time, to be able to get it out of the way. And that went right on the scrap truck, right? As far as I know, yeah. So I know Bree said she was looking for a scrap truck. Yep. What was it? An Scrap. older Harlan, or is it yeah, like it was, just another machine that, that was in? Its I don't play. think it was I, a Harlan. I think it was an assembly of different machines to do the same thing, just okay. a lot smaller and a lot slower. And they had to <laughs> yeah. they had to take a stack of lumber after it was laminated and put it into a I don't even know what it, it was a like a homemade thing, and then roll it over to be able to pick it up to do the other side again. Yeah, I knew it was a single sided machine. Yeah. I know when they, they said something about whether we wanted it, and then he laughed, and he, when he was saying, do you want it? <laughs> hmm? The guy from the customer, he was here with the runoff, and there was something came up about, did we want the old want machine? The old machine. And he started laughing when he asked me if I wanted it. So <laughs> oh, okay. I, I knew what my answer was. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kyle um, 
was freaking out. He's like, this thing really shouldn't be thrown away. He was texting Derek and I about it. And Derek was like, no, they said, throw it away. We're going to throw it away. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty <laughs> when sure the, the customer says the, throw day it away. I, the day I got there, it's a good sign. They said, I think it was that day or the day before the machine was actually on fire for a little while. <laughs> said, yeah. It happens, <laughs> happens every couple of weeks. Not the so, new geez. one. The old no, one. the old one. Yeah. <laughs> the old one that was on fire. <laughs> yeah. They, they have geez. to shut down and, figure out what's going on like i don't know if the oil gets too hot or something they're not paying attention but you sell it to the customer with the newman and put it next to it and keep yeah. it there yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> just blow fan across <laughs> that and heat up his newman planer yeah that thing was impressive though when it came in and when it went out there was a lot more to that machine than i knew because we only had the main sections in here yeah uh yeah we didn't even get all the stuff. They had to build the engine. Yeah, they, yeah, they, build manufa they fabricated a bunch of that. Yeah, the catwalk. We didn't have all the catwalk. Mm -hmm. Built a lot of that. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot that went into that one, and it went surprisingly smooth. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah we pretty much stayed on schedule. Yeah. Learned some stuff from some previous uh, big projects that you, the service company had here. and. Mm -hmm. I think the main things that were supply issues that slowed us down on some yeah. things, getting I think certain I know there were some specialty parts. The, that we well, get. the heaters, that was a process that I'm aware of. I didn't handle it, but uh, to find someone to manufacture those. Right. Um, because the ones that were on it weren't obviously made anymore, and I think the company that made them weren't around anymore. So we had those specially made, I think. Yeah, well, Eric, weren't you going to go to Canada to pick those? Yeah, up? they were made in Canada. <laughs> yeah, at one point, we, he was uh, going to go because he's the only one that had a passport or something. I mean, I had one. Canada. I volunteered myself. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll take a day of driving up there. You know? Yeah, because the company was, uh, I don't know, we, we didn't love what we were hearing from them. So we wanted, instead of waiting for them to ship them, we wanted to go lay eyes on them and yeah. pick them up. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. But they ended up shipping them, right? Yeah. yeah, well, my truck, the bed's not long enough, so they were going to be sticking <laughs> out, which Derek didn't love. <laughs> yeah. No, those, don't, what are they made of, ceramic? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine they're pretty brittle. Yeah, I don't think you want them bouncing around too much and exposed. But it worked out. We got it. It's out of here. And uh, hopefully, if everything goes right, the other one will be coming in soon. So. Yeah. Oh, there's another one? Yeah, there's another one out in the warehouse. Yeah, I knew there was one out there. Was that on the slate for yeah he's for we, well we got part of the deposit but we didn't get enough to start working on it yet so <laughs> we're, uh, they, we haven't gotten enough to move it out of the warehouse yeah yeah i think we we did a few things that we could get started with what they sent us yeah. i think but uh now i was supposed to have it last week and i'm supposed to have it this week and i still don't have it so but uh that just happened this that the this one that we're going to be doing is not as encompassing as this one we just did the one we have, the one that we're going to be doing, has more with it. It already has an infeed. Oh, okay. It has all the catwalk. So there's not quite as much, and we're not putting that gap control on it. Yeah, not quite as animated as the other yeah. one. Mm. Automated, not animated. Yeah. So it's it's a little different, but it'll take up the same amount of space when it's all <laughs> in there. It's, it's a huge piece of equipment. So. Hell, yeah. I remember Another seeing that when it got here. I was like, what the hell am I looking at? <laughs> I don't even know what this thing does, yeah, let alone its, it's size. A, it's a good conversation piece walking through the warehouse. Yeah. like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> I think you explain it, and most people still don't get it. Yeah, if you tell them it's a high-speed paper laminator, it's like, Yeah, once okay. you see it, figure that out still what doesn't mean the most to me. So. Yeah, you really have to see it run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting when we get all the videos and stuff I mean, like I, that. I saw it run, and I still don't 100% understand what some of the sections of it do. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot going on on that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So the other thing we want to talk about, Eric and I were out uh, yesterday, and uh, we went to Grand Rapids, Michigan, to uh, Scarlet Machinery, good friends of ours, and uh, they're uh, talking about getting us into selling equipment for cutting aluminum. So uh, they have, they've been doing it for quite a while. Actually, import the machines from Turkey. Hmm. But uh, miter saws. Look like overgrown up cut saws that, mm -hmm. that miter cut, and uh, they have a CNC five axis machine there that uh, was pretty slick, uh, cutting holes and slots and boring. Maybe we could uh, get one of those for test out in the machine shop. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we don't How do much aluminum of, do you use out there? We don't do a ton of extrusion work. <laughs> yeah, not much. <laughs> Maybe <with> we the, <laughs> would. <laughs> but, I mean, we damn well better if we're going to. Yeah, when, when's a machine shop going to become its own company? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they also have a uh, uh, 3D printer there that prints metal parts. 
a metal 3D printer. Yeah. And they, they make parts uh, wow. for, for different companies. Well, that's locally. pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting. They sell them to the printers, but they said they don't sell very many, many of them. Like, you said something about a million dollars. I can't imagine. Well, it's cheap. cheap. I don't know why anybody <laughs> would have Yeah, <laughs> why wouldn't everybody have one? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they had it sitting there and it had its own little area. Yeah. And uh, they print parts up for people. Well, there's a lot cool. of industry out there in Grand Rapids. It's amazing how many. Yeah, there's still a lot up there. Yeah. Uh, well, Oliver... Uh, when they were still around, they had metalworking machines. Um, and I th I forget who got that one. When they dissolved Oliver um, in 99, they made bread slicers, really? uh, woodworking machines, and um, I think they had dust collection, smaller dust collectors. Hmm. They used to and do sewing machines, right? Right? I don't know. I can't remember if they did sewing or not, but uh, they also had their metal department. And uh, another company bought, I think it's B&O Saws, bought the rights to Oliver Metalworking Machines. Oh, yeah? And um, I think Oliver Products is the name of the company that bought the bread slicers. Hmm. And they still make them. Still, they still make the bread slicer as they bought it from... Oliver, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you ever, if you ever find an Oliver bread slicer, I forget the model number, but uh, old ones, I know. Seven seventy seven. Yeah, <laughs> slicer. Yep. Have you found it already? Yeah. Yep. Oliver products. Um, they still make it off the original design that Oliver had, and I've gotten a few calls for them. That, like, oh, uh, people called you. Yeah, because they're like, oh, you, like they'll call uh, Oliver. Yeah, I thought we bought. They'll it. give them to Ashley or me. And then I'm like, what's the model model and serial number? And they tell me the serial number of it. And I'm like, oh, that's a that's an Oliver number. And I look it up, and I'm like, oh, that's a bread slicer. Uh, <laughs> we don't we don't have that. We just do the woodworking stuff. So I, um, I didn't know that. But if you find an old one, you should get it because uh, oh, yeah. they're still worth some money. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. No kidding. Yep, they're still out there. Some guy bought one for his bakery for like twenty five dollars at a yard sale, and to buy the same thing new from Oliver products, it was like staggering how much it was. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not cheap. No. <laughs> they actually have their prices on their website. Yeah. How much <laughs> is a bread slicer? Uh, this one here is almost $10,000. Yeah. Okay. And it's used. Yep. A used one? Yeah. Yeah. How big of sell. a machine is it? That's pretty good size. Okay. That's... I don't know much that about it. Look like that doesn't look like $10,000. I don't know much about the bread slicers, but I know they were made by Oliver at one point. Um Part of me thinks it was like during like the depression they started doing it to kind of keep afloat. Hmm. I think that that's the, my most rational explanation for it. But yeah. they kept it going until the end, so uh, apparently they were pretty good. But yeah, yeah the metalworking saws they had. Um, I think they still support parts for them uh, from B and O saws. Metalworking saws, like metalworking band saws, or um, I mean the the. I don't think so much on the bandsaw because, I mean, I don't know that much about it, but I imagine the bandsaw, you can change a blade on it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people... I know there's some speed and feed stuff. stuff. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't there a, a table saw that they had? Don't we have a manual upstairs for a metal cutting table saw or something? Um, a lot of them. So if you have like a, the Shapers, for instance, they made uh, an M, so 287M or a TM. Um, and that M is for the metalworking. Huh. So a lot of the parts are the same, um, but they had like a collet system in it. Um, and they, I think they had some additional like hold down uh, for the product or something like that. Um, I know a lot of the old company, like Madison, had a division made metalworking. Mm -hmm. And they, met, they had the woodworking yeah, side as well. Of, so. Some of their saws... I mean, there's some overlap between the two. Right. A lot of it is just the type of like blade you put on right. speed here, and maybe yeah. put some lubrication on. Yeah, there. I know the some of the metalworking shapers. I just the the guy I made a manual for had a 287M, and uh, so I got a little bit of the insight to that. Basically, um, the motor's different, and they spins at a different speed. Mm -hmm. uh, the RPM's a little bit, I think, a little bit higher or lower. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it was a lot lower, but that's probably what it is. Yeah, um, well, that's why we're. But that's basically the only difference. Yeah, that's but. kind of why we're looking at this metalworking stuff. It, you know, it's non-ferrous and kind of a crossover. I mean, it's, 
It's, yeah, like it's you said, there's a, jump. a coolant on there and maybe run slower, but it's not that much not, different. Yeah, it's not extremely mm-hmm. different. I mean, it's still a machine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It went a lot slower cutting that piece of aluminum than when we cut a piece of wood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so we're going to, and plastic too, we, uh, we should probably get into that industry. We've always just done woodworking because that's all I knew. So, mm-hmm. so maybe some of these smarter guys can figure out the other stuff. <laughs> We're going to have to bring some new people in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping the same salesman. If he's driving right past a guy doing uh, aluminum extrusions, yeah. you should stop and try to sell him this machine. So let's uh, see what we can do with that. And what's the what's the like the name on the machine? A-Tech? A-Tech. A-Tech. Yeah. Which is their name. Like the, I guess there was a guy who was importing. There's a company in Turkey. I can't remember the name of that company. It's called ATEC. Okay. But but it was originally I thought the ATEC name was originally started by the guy here in the US. That might be true, but and yeah, then, the, but they also use it over there now. Mm-hmm. Uh but the guy in the US the, was working with Scarlett and I guess he was looking to scale back, retire, and he said, Why don't you just take me over and then I and he was there. He was there yeah. helping out and stuff. He he's their guy when they go to Turkey, he goes there he's Turkish and goes mm. there with them and mm. so they uh They've, they've been doing it for quite a while. And Isn't there some, aren't you guys carrying um, newer, like another woodworking no, um, machine brand from Italian. there? Or is this what you were talking about? No, we've looked at other stuff. Okay. The new stuff is Because I remember on one of the previous uh, podcasts, you mentioned that there's a lot of stuff starting to come out of Turkey yeah. right now. Yeah, we were at the show in Ligna in Germany, and, and we we actually looked at a lathe. Uh, we looked at some packaging equipment that we were kind of serious about, but yeah. we, we've never ventured into actually importing the stuff directly. Mm-hmm. Yet. Wasn't at Vegas, wasn't the booth beside us? Yeah. Turkish made yeah, machines. Right. That was a CNC router. Yeah. Well they had a CNC lathe too, I think. But yeah, there was that two, was there were two different companies. Program. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 That was that's the one with the funny name. Yeah. Dink Dink Mac. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I talked to that guy. He was the one with the lathe and yeah. the router people were right beside him. So Yeah, but I mean some of that equipment coming out of there is phenomenal. They're saying right. Turkey's making nice stuff. Yeah. And a lot of German influences, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. um, and even the the one Schnitzer, or Schlitzer, Schnitzer, Schnitzer uh, lathe that we looked at was very heavy built, very robust machine, and had a lot of German components in it. Yeah. And the prices were pretty good. Well, the name like Schnitzer, we kind of assumed it was German at first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you look at these machines, and you're like, well, I don't recognize that name. And then Eric said, well, look at the plate. It's got to the point where you didn't recognize the name. You looked at the plate. It was made in Turkey. See where it was from, yeah. <laughs> but, a, you know, a five-axis machine uh, for chair parts looked just like a bocce or a potty. Yeah. I mean, it looked just like. It looked like they went and bought one, took it over to Turkey, ripped it all apart, made a copy of it, and hmm. said, here, we can sell you this one cheaper. I kind of imagine it's that's kind of what Ligna looked like back in the day when Taiwan started probably doing this. Probably. You know. Yeah. And they these guys said that they helped them out a little bit because they they wanted to put a FANUC controller on it instead of mm-hmm. whatever they had over there and uh upgraded some of the software and the way the screen worked and clamping and stuff and these he said they were very good at accommodating and right. putting stuff on it. So but uh some of the regulations over here are a little stricter than European, too, as far I'm as sure. safety and everything. I'm sure, especially in their country, yeah. Yeah. But he said going over there was, you know, you'd think you're going to Turkey and it's all going to be run down. He said it was great, a beautiful city, hmm. nice buildings. He said it's everything's really nice over there. So. Yeah, the customers we met in Italy on this last trip had to fly through Istanbul. Yeah. And they, they said the same thing. They said yep. the airport was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's very modern. Which we we took extra measures to make sure we <laughs> didn't fly through <laughs> we, Istanbul. We we stayed away from <laughs> Istanbul. And they, they, I don't know, they didn't have a problem with it. They were going back the same way. Yeah. That, I don't know. Him and I were like, nah, nah, we'll we'll go this. Still way. not an unconflicted part of the world. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's hard right. to find them nowadays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. That's true. Right now. So anyway, that's what's going on with that. We'll see. We're gonna start. Uh, doing some marketing, put the stuff on our website and get our guys trained up on that. So you'll be fixing, uh, not fixing, installing some. Uh, it's fine with me. <laughs> hopefully, we'll start hopefully learning be, about some metal. As long as like, yeah, we'll get some, uh, go some, get some training on it. I don't care. I'll do anything. Yeah, yeah, we'll take care of that. So, 
other than that, I guess everybody's been hunting, going out hunting, and mm-hmm. Eric's Eric got one with his uh, bow, and yep, John got one right. right rifle season two. was a little rough two. for me. Two. Two. Got two, yeah, two doe on the first uh, Saturday. One with the rifle. Yep, with rifle. Um, oh, what was it? One at ten o'clock in the morning, and then the other at four. Jeez. So. Save some for somebody else. Yeah. You out, yeah. Of, do- out of doe tags now? No, I still have one. Do you? I got three <laughs> for the farm. Um, I mean, the, the my wife's family farm. Um, basically, there's, I don't know, I think there was nine of us on the first day. Is that out west? Um, it's uh, north of Tyrone, uh, okay. almost Phillipsburg. Okay. I forget the name of the actual town. It's in, I, where I shot mine was like Beccaria Township. Mm. Um, I forget that. I think it's something mill. It's right by Janesville, I think. Okay. Um, but they had a an old cattle farm that they eventually bought some of the mining uh, land around it, and then have they just use it for hunting. Mm. And her whole family goes out there, and me by association started going. <laughs> you get to go. Um, but it's really nice. I mean, they they hunt there. Does all Ashley year. hunt? She. Is the only female to ever shoot a buck on that property. Yeah. Uh, she does not hunt anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. She, I, I mean, I don't know if she'd be up for going again, but, um, yeah, she went with her dad and shot one out of the swimming hole tree, I think. Hmm. Uh, hmm. All the trees have either named after whoever raised it or with its location there. But um, I think we got uh, total, there was nine of us, I think, four doe on the first day, uh, a buck. On the second, uh, and I imagine there was another doe that day too. So, but uh, I'm playing around with processing my own meat <laughs> oh, yeah. this year. Got a meat grinder for her yeah, KitchenAid attachment. Yeah, what did you bring yesterday? Summer sausage. It was really good. Little overcooked, he said. Yeah, still it was good. a little overcooked, and I don't think I got the fat ratio to uh, down pack, but it was definitely edible. I yeah. ate a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I don't know if I want to go out this weekend or not. Uh, I still got to, I think I got like 15 pounds of grind meat I got to deal with. We just got our snack sticks mm. kit in the mail. So hmm. that's I'm a lot of work for a kitchen aid. Try. Uh, <laughs> it worked really well. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting one of those. Cause it's I don't... like the grinding attachment that you lock into the front of it. Yeah. I got it for Christmas, but they gave it to me early because I had gear <laughs> to do. Uh, but um, You cut pork in with it? I have, uh, I bought. Two pound of uncut bacon, so I just cubed it up, mm-hmm. and then I went and there's a local place around here, Rupert's, I think it's called Montoursville. Um, I got um, oh I don't even remember seven pound of beef suet, so beef fat that mm-hmm. I'm gonna mix in for the snack sticks. Oh okay, um, but the summer sausage was made with uh, pork, so. Good stuff. I got a little scale now. I can actually measure things and not yeah. just be like, yep. yeah, this is good. <laughs> just just throw all stuff in just there. Just throw my field. <laughs> Getting to be a butcher over there. Huh? You're too fancy, man. Yeah. Cody and I just freaking throw it in. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't it was, cut meat. I think cut what the, the ratio I was going for was, uh, what, 70-30. So uh, I would throw seven pieces of deer in and three pieces of... <laughs> 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 I'm not sure that's how ratios work, but that's definitely yeah, what I did. It was yours. <laughs> As long as it comes out edible, right? Yeah, I, th- I think I just overcooked it. I think if uh, I think it was what one sixty is what the internal temp's supposed to be on it, and it was like two twenty, so it was definitely a little overcooked. But yeah. first time, not bad. Definitely not bad. So, hmm. well, good. <laughs> yep, Cut, kill them all that way, so I don't have to hit them with my car. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw more last night on my way home from here than I did in the tree stand. Mm. It was disappointing, but. Laying alongside the road? No, running across oh, the road in front of oh, me. Oh, <laughs> as long as they stayed in front of you, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we've hit a deer yet in a company vehicle this year. Uh, Have we? Not this well, year. What was the other? We the hit one. was driving out towards. Uh, out to Wilkesbury. Yeah, out to Wilkesbury. I don't know if that was last year. Or this, I think it was last year. Yeah. Was it last year? I, they hit a deer yeah. this year. I thought it was this year. Oh, yeah. Honda? They hit it with the Honda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It took us. It took us a while to hit the first one with a company vehicle. Yeah, we, what, 2019s when we got them, and just last year was the first. Well, no, two years ago. Yeah, there was one. I don't know about your guys' cars and how often you you guys hit with company cars, but 
well, service companies. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've got three with service vans. Yeah. We've been <laughs> we've been lucky. I'm knocking on wood, everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I almost got a nice buck a couple months ago with the truck. <laughs> Did you accelerate or? No, I, I kind of like the truck. Uh, <laughs> he dodged. Yeah, I dodged with the dodge. <laughs> He'd rather shoot one. I yeah. think we've gone through more windshields in the vans than yeah. anything else. That's because you guys tailgate. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Racing. Bad, bad boys. Racing. Going, yeah. well, we going, get, going we across get the there, GW bridge. Pissing people off. That he was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called in. Oh yeah, Ashley called me. and Said, "What did you just do?" And I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." She goes, "Some trucker just come in, called in, and <laughs> swore up and down at me. This company sucks." Da 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 da. I said, "All I did was let somebody merge in front of me." <laughs> I might have gestured towards him, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's one of the bad sides about having your name and phone number. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a good thing this is on the side of mine. Called in, I think. So, well, two, two of the guys raced in the service vans the one time. Yeah, I, I know at least one of those guys doesn't work here. Anymore. No, neither one of them do. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that one. Yeah, we, we, we had everyone got a stern talking to. So Spike, the local guy that does some some hauling for us, has a curtain side with our our logo and our phone number and stuff on it. Yep. The one time he called in and he goes, "Hey, if you get a phone call about something that just happened to me, you give that guy my number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal with it." Is that the one yeah. that called? That's not the one that called. I don't think so. I don't uh, think the guy ever actually called. That sounds like Spike. Somebody did call about Spike. Oh yeah, yeah. I think somebody called about Derek too one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a long time ago. I remember that story. Yeah, yeah that was still in the Sprinter van. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, thank God the name's not plastered on my car because the phone's <laughs> be ringing off the hook. So. <laughs> I don't Especially give, coming home from Philly the other night. Probably. Yeah, I don't give anybody shit about any of that stuff because I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> My right foot wants to get home. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, I think that's about good for today. Hope everybody enjoyed talking about Oliver and enjoyed learning about what you're going through. Well, it's nice to be on. Good. Until next time. Our all-over blowout sale is still happening, and prices have been reduced even more. For more information, you can call 570-584-2002 or email us at sales at rtmachine.com. Don't forget to support our buddies at Green Street Joinery by subscribing to the American Craftsman podcast and their new YouTube channel, Today's Craftsman. Both links in the description of today's podcast.